Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is December 18th, 2023. Money meetings are a chance for motion designers from around the globe to connect, ask questions, share inspiration, and engage with industry-leading artists on a level playing field. I'm your host, Mark Cernosia, and today we'll be having our last meeting of 2023, and uh, we'll be recapping the year. So please have your topics, questions, comments, whatever ready. Uh, if you have a question and you want to participate, use the raise your hand button in Zoom to be called on. And if you're unable to ask your question, you can type question in the chat and we will ask them for you. As usual, this call will be recorded. So if you have any questions or concerns or anything about uh, something that was said on the call, let us know and we will edit it out of the podcast release. Uh, a few quick opening topics before we dive into the meeting today. Uh, just a big thank you to the Patreon members. We've had uh, a bunch of people joining. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, um, this is just essentially helping us offset any costs that we have with camp uh, with camp with Monday meeting uh, from zoom costs and all that. So thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, there's a link on mondaymeeting.org to the Patreon if you feel so inclined. So thank you. Thank you. Um, also some big news last week. Uh, we finally launched the Camp MoGraph Australia website. So if you're at all interested in that, uh, go check it out. It's campmograph.com.au and we have all of our workshops and fireside chats and everyone uh, listed there. There there will be some more information coming out um, as we get closer to tickets on sale, but the tickets will be going on sale January 15th um, and that is January 15th. Uh, in Australia, so us here in the U.S., that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be like nighttime on the 14th. So just a heads up there. Um, but yeah, really excited to finally get that launched and get all the details out in the wild. So definitely go check that out. Um, and then you know, as I said in the uh, intro, this is our last meeting of 2023, and this will be kind of concluding season six of Monday meetings. Um, and, you know, I think we'll probably pick these up shortly into the new year. So I, I think tentatively we'll aim for January 8th, Monday, January 8th to be back in action. Um, but until then, I know Jen's going to be kind of hanging out on discord and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we'll, we'll keep the community just kind of going, even though we don't necessarily have these weekly meetings through the holidays. Um, but yeah, we're excited to, you know, start, uh, another season of this. Uh, we've talked a little bit about maybe shifting some timing and, and stuff like that to try to include some more people from the West coast. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what, uh, we come up with, but, um, Either way, this has been a great season, a great year. I'm really happy that we've been able to get Monday meetings fired up again um, after a bit of a hiatus. So thanks to everyone who has reached out and and has been listening to this and participating in it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then, yeah, with that, I mean, more or less, I just wanted to open it up to the group and, and you know, kind of talk about how this year's been, or I know we've had a lot of discussion about that through the last month or so, but, um, you know, this has kind of been a wild year from, 
crazy business stuff and like being busy or slow to the, you know, the kind of takeover of AI and so much stuff, a lot of um, progression in just the uh, the software and hardware that we use on the daily um, and all that. So it if anyone has a, a specific thing they want to chat about, feel free to raise your hand. Uh, I do have kind of a list of different uh, kind of year-end recap stuff uh, to go over, but I would love to in invite anyone uh, up if they want to jump in. I guess probably the biggest thing for me this year was I moved to Colorado. <laughs> it was, I keep forgetting <laughs> like that I did that this year. It feels like it was forever ago. Um, and hooking up with the uh, the Colorado crew has been really fun. Uh, I think we have a meetup this week, actually. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you got your hand up. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Happy yeah. Monday. Happy Monday to everyone. Dude, this year has been nuts. And all the literally like all the things, good business, bad business, moved twice. Moved out to San Francisco to Central Coast, California, moved to the East Coast. Now where I'm at and like did, you know, lost all my work, <clears throat> got a new machines, started doing new work, uh, started using plasticity, which is super fun, doing uh, explosive mechanical stuff again, just a blast. And yeah, met a bunch of new awesome people got the other the raid out camo craft which is fun <laughs> um yeah it's been a been a wild year but you know ending it it's nice and kind of coming in for a landing it's good awesome thanks yeah I, i'm definitely starting to see more things turn around uh work-wise in terms of like projects and all that and i think there's a lot of things starting to turn around uh just again I know I sound like a broken record, but like with macroeconomics and just, you know, global economy, like things are changing, like the better, you know, we've kind of hit, I don't want to say bottom here in the US with like, you know, interest rates and all that, where, you know, there's a lot of speculation and talk about how next year they'll start cutting rates and that should kind of open up the, the money printer again, if you will, or, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, I think we've made it through some of the roughest part of the storm, but we'll see, you know, you, you just never know. But, um, I think Natasha, also, I see your, Oh, go ahead. I was just go saying, I, I think also because, um, if you're a freelancer, it's like uh, being flexible enough to, instead of taking on bigger, you know, high paying jobs, maybe just take on a few more smaller ones and stuff to kind of compensate, you know, like we know, mm -hmm. we know this by now we know to, to kind of, you gotta definitely be flexible. Yeah, totally. Uh, Natasha, I see your hands up. Happy Monday. Hi, happy Monday. Yeah, so this is completes my first full year as a freelance motion designer. So what a year to pick. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that I picked it, like that's just when I entered the field. But um, I was able to like do a lot of things. Like I got my proper like 3D rig. I was able to move to a new apartment um, I was able to take a trip overseas. Uh, I was able to teach a workshop at Camp Mograph. Yes. So like, I'm feel really super grateful for like this great community of motion designers and especially like my accountability group, including Jen that, uh, like whoop, whoop. 
whenever we're having any of us are having a moment, you know, and they help me keep focused on my goals all year. Um, next year, my big goal is I want to do primarily all 3D motion design. This year was like about 25, 30%. So that's going to be my goal for the next year. Nice. Awesome. Well, and, you know, jumping into this freelance kind of life in this year, yeah, it was kind of like a a rude welcoming, if you will. <laughs> but I, I'm a firm believer that like, hey, if we all made it through, <laughs> right, we, we made it. All right. And like, it's gonna, I hope that gives everyone um, some kind of positivity, but also kind of like a pat on the back too of like, all right, this was a really tough year for a lot of different artists and brands and companies. Like it was just a tough year across the board. And if you're able to still be doing your thing at the end of the year here and moving into next year, I think that take that as a win for sure. Guns blazing, baby. Ready for it. There you go. Yes. Julia, I see your hands up. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, even though it's uh, already afternoon-ish over here in Germany. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to say, well, it's my first contribution here uh, at Monday meeting so far. Um, I actually chose that. And Natasha was, um, uh, you, you, you 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 said that you didn't really choose your path and I chose to jump into the freelance crazy like six months ago and for me actually it was a pretty amazing experience so far so I was super anxious about you know because I'll, as Mark already said the economy is kind of crazy right now and also I heard about like from from friends and colleagues who are also in the motion design field that it's a little bit slow or it was especially slow at the um uh, June, July mark. And I actually did not feel it this way. It was extremely crazy for me personally, which is awesome, but I'm actually a little bit anxious to jinx it right now. So we'll see (laughs) how 2024 is going to develop, but, um, I'm super happy about my decision. And, um, I left a very, very, very cozy and very comfortable nest. I had an amazing, I worked as an, uh, an, an small design agency and everything was kind of great there. And I chose the freelance route because I wanted to change change something in my life and um, and also my you know my my career path in a way. So um, yeah, well, let's see how how twenty twenty four develops. And my big big goal for the next year is going to be um, definitely more motion design jobs because so far I just took everything that came around, which um, uh, which was good for you know for my fake stand- statements, but not. Uh, uh well portfolio wise but um yeah this is my big goal for the next year so we'll see awesome well congratulations (laughs) on that and i mean i have to say thank you for contributing on that as well because it is it is easy for me sometimes to kind of be caught in my lane or even here in like us and a lot of people i know have been struggling a little bit and it, it thank you for contributing that because like it's also it is a global industry and people have varying degrees of like, you know, uh, of work or, or, you know, whatever, uh, throughout the year. So, um, I'm happy to hear that, like you had a great year and like, you're, you're doing the thing now. And I mean, the one thing that I 
that I felt like, and I, I would love to hear your perspective on this after leaving a pretty nice in-house job mm-hmm. and going freelance, just like, I, I felt like almost a sigh of relief when I did that, because I felt like I was now like in control of my own time. And like, if I needed to take time off for the family, or if I need, like, there was so much like just extra stress at my job of like putting in time off and this and you know vacation days or whatever and just by doing my own thing it was just kind of like ah okay I can just if I need to work tonight I'll work tonight because I want to do this today with whatever you know um and have you kind of felt the same Oh, definitely. It was the best decision of my life so far. <laughs> well, um, no, because as you said, it's it's even though I still have to, you know, um, pay attention to my workload, um, especially like the all night shifts and and what and whatnot, and I really have to have to, yeah, take care of me in a way. For this is also my my to do list for next year. Um, because you, I think you're kind of prone to you know, don't really pay attention to how much you work when you're freelance because it's your work, it's your money, you're um, self-sufficient, it's your own responsibility. And this might also be like a huge um, danger, of course, in a way. But but other than that, I've, uh, as you said, I felt like a huge relief and just being in control of my own time and and being, yeah, able to, 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 forge my everyday day-to-day life the way I really wanted to and um and that's that's been incredibly awesome so far and this is why I'm extremely grateful and um, also for my support system back home like my family and my my, my husband and and all that I'm able to do that because not everybody mm. can you know jump in and try it out because um you need to have some little bit of um savings on your bank account in case something you know goes south. Yeah. And um, so that's why I'm I'm extremely grateful for that. Also, have awesome. savings even if you work full time because you yes. never. <laughs> just a good idea to have savings. Exactly, for me, but it's hard in this economy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was the biggest difference between jumping back into freelance from full time was the feeling when I was full time. I felt like I had to always be on. Mm-hmm. Because I was yeah. always chasing the next thing, you know, the next raise or the, you know, the next quarterly review or whatever. But as soon as I went back into freelance, I'm like, oh, I can breathe. Like yeah. <laughs> that I didn't realize how much I was like tightening and tense, uh, you know, making sure that like I was the specific persona. And yeah, it was nice coming back to my my happy place. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially being creatives, right? Like I remember going in my old job, it was like, Hey, so that video is due by noon and it's nine. So can you be creative right now? And like, make that it's like, <laughs> okay, like I haven't even had a tea yet. Like, come on. I need to like, at least w- wake up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was always so weird of being like, okay, it's time for you to be creative. And it's like, well, it's, my brain's not really on yet. anyway uh well congratulations julia i'm happy 2023 has been a great year for you and and cheers to 2024 we're looking forward to more monday meetings and and hearing more about your experience so congratulations and i see alexander you got your hand up happy monday uh back at you um it seems yeah like the theme is people talking about freelance and you know with new year's coming up people just talking about change it's 
Um, I'm thinking of kind of doing the same thing, although I don't really come from, um, you know, like a studio background. And I just I feel like what I really liked hearing um, from you, Julia, is just it sounds like you're really learning and in charge of your own time where I, what I currently do right now, I've never been more disappointed in myself with how little I care. You know, it's just like I have a very cozy job right now. But I'm just like every day I'm watching new plastic on YouTube, just seeing the shader note tutorials and go like, I would rather be home doing this right now. <laughs> and just, you know, I, I think that for me personally, it's just getting a change, you know, it's just, but, it, you know, I'm very, could be risk averse. Like I think a lot of other people, you know, with having a savings account and, you know, going for, just kind of going for it with freelance. I think I'd like to just see myself after I get married, be like, look, I got to once, once that's settled, I just want to change how I do things, you know, with, or, or, you know, maybe I've also been talking to some creative services people at Intel. So hopefully that'll go somewhere, but hmm. I think I'd be more interested to just try freelance, you know, I'd rather just be able to, you know, do that. But, you know, I think people talk about being in studios and then going into that. So maybe I'll make that jump. But definitely be, you can always slow roll it too. You yeah, know, moonlight. Like you yeah, moonlight. Moonlight it at night, uh, nights and weekends and all that. And like, honestly, that's how I started doing all my yeah. stuff too. And, and I was working direct to client and, but also with a couple studios and just totally transparent with them of like, Hey, I have a full-time job, but I am working nights and weekends. And, you know, would you hire me for this or whatever? And as long as you were transparent and like delivering on time for whatever you need to, like, it didn't really matter when you were doing the work per se. Uh, so that might be a good way to kind of dip your toes in before really just, you know, going it, full bore. It, well, it's it's good because I've definitely made the initial step where there's an audio company that needed some character animation. I was talking about that, but it was kind of mm -hmm. like there were like potentially going to be three phases. Only two of them really went through for, you know, the work that I would do. Um, and then, then you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, they're like, hey, this isn't going to launch because of manufacturing mm -hmm. until summer of 2024 basically so it's just like didn't see that coming so that's a good experience <laughs> yeah. i guess to be like well i didn't rely on them it's all nice to moonlight this right now but mm -hmm. yeah you know those curveballs yep yeah for sure and yeah and that's all part of it too right jen like you just yeah. That's something that i feel like outside of just doing the work is just all the curveballs of like the project management and yada yada that kind of come along with it all too uh it's good i mean geez i, I guess it's kind of cliche to say but like or whatever the uh mm. walk before you run type stuff you know so it's like you, yeah. you get some really good experience before like making that full commitment actually this is yeah. a really great time for me to bring up this so I'm releasing all of my classes on YouTube next year for free for everybody. Uh, so um, my Skillshare class, the uh, time and project or was it time and task management for creative freelancers? Um, Alexander, I could send you that whole class. 
today, if that would help, it kind of goes over kind of breaking down freelancing, client acquisition, what to do with your time, how to structure that yes, and stuff. So anyone else who wants that class, if you're in the Discord, you know, PM me and I'll, I'll send you all of those chapters now or not right now, but you know. After or Jen, if, if you're up <laughs> for it, you could do a little holiday gift holiday Discord gift. or something, just yes. like post it in the Discord for anyone who wants it. Yeah, maybe. I'll do that. Yeah, anyone who Booyah. wants it. And then, yeah, so Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. There you go. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Uh, <laughs> Management. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, awesome, Alexander. And, and cheers to 2024 uh, for you and and where you may go. Um, yeah, next thank year. you. You got it. Next I just can't my- wait for... Um, I just don't really want to get another Camp MoGraph ticket because I, know, I feel right? like I got lucky the first year and I heard about <laughs> bingo people going like, yeah, yeah, you're I got, first in line. You know, I'm like, damn, I want that. I got, lucky, I got lucky the first three years. This is the first year that I have to buy my own ticket. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you had oh, Ryan no. Summers give it yeah, to you Ryan one Summers year gave in Portland. Sure. Just like, I, damn. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, next in my uh, Hollywood squares here, I have uh, Mark. Happy Friday. Welcome. Happy Friday. Um, I would say first time, long time, but I'm one of those West Coasters that like finally calendared and notificationed <laughs> myself into yeah. manifesting being here today. <laughs> right on. Thank you. All right. But yeah, um, I I feel like... 2023 was a year where I applied some things that I kept wanting to try in 2022. And I've been freelancing for three and a half years, but this year I took networking a lot more seriously and met, I recognized several names. I've had some like, you know, zoom coffees with a couple of you and uh, met some of you at dash bash and um, went to some events in, LA and Las Vegas. So like really tried to get out there. But the um, thing I'm most proud of and my San Diego buddy, Angel, just reminded me to mention that uh, this year I did a monthly local meetup and we successfully did one every single month in 2023. So that started in January of this year and we just had our December one last week. So little wins, little celebrations. Very excited for that. Awesome. Congratulations. That's great. Thanks. Uh, 2024 goals are tightening up the the freelance business a little bit, but I did want to say that a few things that Alexander was saying really resonated with me. Um, I came from a, like a staff job in publishing and didn't do any typical studio route at all. And at a certain point, um, and a lot of people are talking about their experience with, with moonlighting. That was kind of accidental for me. I started moonlighting because I was talking about, Oh, I'd rather be animating than, you know, whatever I was doing, just kind of, uh, you know, print and banner ad advertising at this, uh, newspaper and, and other odd jobs. But, um, eventually people called my bluff and they're like, will you animate this for me? Because I'm not, letting you not do that because you talk about it all the time animate (laughs) or die. And so, uh, I don't know, uh, is is surrounding yourself with people that want to see you do your 
your dreams successfully an important step i would argue it's the only way to go freelance because that's i i had people just kind of kick my butt outdoor into freelance and i'm really grateful for them and this has been an awesome ride but yeah uh the trying to do what you can before you pull the trigger is good and important but you will it's kind of like I don't know. I, I I don't have kids, but it's how people talk about being a parent. You're never a hundred percent ready for that. Yeah. Right. So it's the yeah. same with freelance. Yep. Hey, for uh pet owners, same deal, right? Like, yeah, we're not ready for a puppy yet. <laughs> no, you're never gonna be. <laughs> um, Mark, that is a great point you make that not only do you need to do whatever you need to do personally to like accomplish goals? But it's really important to surround your pe- or yourself with people that support that as well. And like, um, you know, from this community to maybe your internal team and coworkers, like I, I feel like that is a very important piece of the puzzle that I don't think we've ever really talked about. Like, even though I was moonlighting and stuff, my employer knew that and they were excited because they're like, Oh, great. Like you're going to learn more to bring back to our job. And you know, you're going to elevate your position. And so they were like very encouraging about like working outside of what we did to expand my knowledge and stuff. And in a way, like that was very selfless of them you know, right of allowing me to work with other companies and and whatnot, not competing, but like just to gain that experience and help me level up because in essence, that would help the whole team level up. And, you know, this actually just happened with my wife, who's a teacher as well. Like her supervisor found a new role that is no longer going to be on that team for her. She's like, I know this is what you want professionally. And like, I think you should apply for this job, you know? And I was like, Holy cow. The fact that like your supervisor is telling you to like apply for a different job on a different team because they know that's what you want. Like how important that is, is like, it's so important. I think just to feel that a respect and support from your team, and especially if they are your supervisor, or your higher up, whatever you want to call them, you know, I think that's such an important thing. And we never really talk about that and how it's almost like a mentorship in a way. And like, they're looking out for your best interest, even though it's going to maybe make their life hell and having to fill that that role or whatever. Right. But anyway, I think that's a really good point. So thank you for making that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just one more way to reiterate that I was in a you know, some kind of uh, career coaching Zoom call with um, a special guest was Taylor Yance. And she was saying, um, like, speaking the desire to be a CD, you know, when she was a different staff position, led to her supervisor assigning work and things that like, helped it steps in that direction. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. if you speak it you can uh make the the structure of everything around you like everybody says and i i think it's a hundred percent true i haven't had any bad experiences in this industry but um 
everybody says that people are out here to help each other. And if you just let where you want to be in a year, four years, 10 years known, people will check in on that with you. And they'll remember that about you. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's just one of those things about like, being a good person, right? Yeah. Being kind, <laughs> being willing to help people, being willing to like just chat with somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. it's all again, it's those soft skills that it, they're just not the shiny sphere that we all love talking about, but like it's just as important. I love talking about it. Let's talk more yeah, about well, soft skills. Anyway, um, cheers. Great to meet you all. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks for being here, and thanks for waking up so early. Yes. <laughs> uh, next, we have Victoria. Happy Monday. And then after Victoria, I've got Augustine and Sam. Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Um, so I'm Victoria. I think I hopped on these calls a few times a couple of years ago, but I'm happy to to be back in it. Um, but yeah, I'm in my third year of freelancing. Like everyone else, this was a much slower year for me. Um, but I was able to spend the year overseas and kind of go the digital nomad route for oh. about a year. Uh, I was living down in Australia, mostly based in Melbourne, and they have a fantastic motion design community. So like my, Mark, what you were saying was I focused a lot on networking that year, um, making some really great connections and just allowing myself to live in a completely different place that I had never been to before. Um, and despite, I think, business being a little bit slower, I think, you know, something I really gained out of the year overseas was kind of just reconnecting with my personal time. I think um, I went freelance kind of in the height of the pandemic, and I just use that as an excuse to take on a lot of extra work and just work nonstop. And as you know, that was a great move in setting up kind of a safety net for myself for a slower year, but I kind of forgot how to just relax a little bit (laughs) and set client boundaries. And so I think that was something that was a really big uh, learning moment for me this year. And um, I'm hoping to continue that into next year. Um, I'm starting to take on a little bit more challenging work, starting to focus on art direction a little bit more, um, and also playing with kind of interactive stuff. I've been playing with if anyone's been playing with Rive, but that's been uh, a fun tool uh, for me recently. So I'm hoping to, to, um, learn that much more into next year. Very cool. Right on. How did the digital nomad kind of life go for you? Were you able to work pretty well and, and stuff like that? Yeah. So I kept all of my U.S. clients, which the biggest challenge was you're working with about like a 14 to 15 hour time difference. Um, (laughs) But they were they were clients I'd been working with for a few years now. So I think there was a good level of trust there. Um, The issue just came to if we needed to have a call, it usually meant that I was staying up till pretty late or waking up quite early to to make that call happen. But um, yeah, it, it ended up working out just fine in the end. I think everyone's a lot of studios are pretty used to remote work anyway. So um, there's a lot of trust there. So it, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Very cool. Right on. Well, thanks for sharing. And thanks for hopping back in. Yeah. Uh, Augustine and then Sam. Yeah, I wanted to like say two things. One is to Alexander is the freelancing thing. I think like you should go slowly and try it first because it's not made for everybody. Like some some people try to like think that be like going from studio to freelance is going to solve their problems. And the thing is like you will get quality of life gains in some aspects, but you will lose others in some others. You know, like like I was writing in the chat, like you not only have to work 
in the business, but you have to work on the business. Like you have to keep networking all the time. You have to keep like reaching out new people, like going to places to know people. And, and like, I wouldn't say the uncertainty, but, um, you know, the fact that you might not have work for a month and stuff like that. And you have like to prepare in advance. And like people were mentioning savings and like, it's a whole different way of like living things regarding work. So instead of like taking the plunge in one go, just like, you know, like Mark said, like just tip your toes and see if you can, if you can handle it. And, um, and otherwise, like to me, 2024 is going to be probably a year where I'm going to like severally plunge into Unreal. Uh, I plan to buy like an, uh, like a mock-up suit. And, um, and the reason why I'm doing this is, well, not only because the tech is great, of course, but it's also because um, I've grown with the frustration that, you know, some type of shoots, like live action shoots, and the post-production that comes with it is very pricey and is only accessible to a very few. And, um, and you know, like I've been in, in the business of live action for years now and it's like, uh, it's always the same people doing the same gigs. You know, like if you look like yeah. the mill or like all these agencies, you always see the same names. And you see very few, like even young people having a sh like a shot to, and, and you know, to get a shot to that, you have to work for free for like a year or two. And like the sacrifices you have to do are so like, uh, like they're not in sync, you know? Mm. Um, and so like, um, yeah, I want to be able to create and, and, and stories and because, you know, I, I'm like totally conscious that the quality of the rendering and the, it's not going to be the same as if I do if I do all of that in Cinema 4D and compositing and everything. But I think the speed of iteration you have there and camera and change the camera and all that stuff, because in the end it's the story that counts. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm I'm really digging the idea of buying the Rococo suit and uh start using metahuman and and like building stuff and and create like short movies and mm. and not uh, not specifically sci-fi you know it's like not not like out of this world stuff it could be like even real today scenes mm -hmm. but it's just not having the limit of having to hire a crew a camera mm -hmm. 10 actors and stuff like that like oh, it's always Augustine. better to have an actor but Augustine, you know. do a romantic comedy <laughs> with the motion cap suit mo cap I don't, I don't rom com it, yes <laughs> i am it, down it's got to be said that. like that i i don't know if that's like my best trait when i write <laughs> stuff for direction <laughs> but i can try the challenge like, no, i love that and it's a really good point about especially when you're freelancing is niching down it's been the rule since before the pandemic and it's still the rule now finding your happy well, place it's not yeah. my rule. I've been a generalist forever and I'm like, I'm a super generalist because I'm, I'm in the live action section and I'm in the motion section. Right. And that has been like really good to me and to for like now I'm, I are direct and I creative direct for like other projects and companies. Mm -hmm. uh, 
So I've, I've been doing the opposite instead well, of like. When you're a generalist, you need to be networking a lot and you need to be known as a really good generalist. Otherwise you're competing with all the generalists. But if you niche down, you're going to find your, your clients a little bit faster. So that's kind of like depending on what space you want to be in. But someone like Alexander, if you don't know exactly what you want to be doing yet, maybe moonlighting and trying a bunch of things and being a generalist is the way to go unless you already right. know the space that you already want to work in and then at that point then you start networking in that space as much as you can and that's gonna well, and you know, know William, i'm not gonna be a vtuber i'm not gonna be <laughs> oh all of our on, Dustin, aren't you gonna be in the metaverse brother come like. on <laughs> Um, but, you know, you make a good point. Uh, obviously, Unreal is a new tech that's been talked about a lot this year and moving forward and all that. I and I think I need to get over this as well. Like. I get so kind of caught up in the mindset of like, oh, shit, like when I'm making this video, like, oh, okay, the specular on that material just is not right. Like, I need to kind of just get past a bunch of, like, my internal nerd talk and just make the fucking thing. Because, like, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's just like the, what's the saying, too, with, like, it doesn't matter what camera you have as long as you have a camera, right? Like, uh, or whatever version of that it is. Um, but just, like, kind of use the tech use the technology and the software and all the stuff we have at our disposal but don't have to make it perfect because like it will never necessarily necessarily get done but like i can micromanage little light settings for a year yeah it's you not know gonna that, really make a difference to 99 percent of the people that see that you know that's what shoots to me like teach you uh which like we lack into the motion sector Right, right. On a shoot, on a set, you have to make choices all yes, the time exactly. because you don't have time to like finicky the light and the thing. I mean, depending on your budget, but like <laughs> right, you, you right. have you have a three day shoot, you have like this amount of shots to do, and and the the clock is ticking, you know. And if you go over or like extra hours, you have to pay the whole crew extra hours. Right, that's yes, out of budget. 100%. And so at some point, you have to call things. It's like, okay, is this good enough? This is good enough. You know, and most yeah. of the time, even like you go to the edit room and you go like, oh, crap, I should have done like this take or this take, but you don't have those and you can go back. And so you have to work with the footage you have in the edit. And then sometimes like the things you imagine don't play out as you imagine. And so you have to make it work differently, but you have to do with what you have. And um, yeah. and I think that that's kind of like a, a discipline that is good to learn too. Because then it, it it teaches you when to like cut the crap, you know, like when you go yeah. like, this is like me over exploding my brain into stuff that like doesn't matter, you know? Totally. Well, when I used to be on set too, like there would be the director and they're like, I'm like, can you just make a decision, please? Like, because we've been figuring this shot out for the last hour and nothing's happening. Like, can we try something? Let's try it. Let's just try it and see if it worked, you know, like, but just always so, talking. It's like, you have Mark, to make a decision. Are you saying you were the fix it and post guy on set? I wasn't necessarily <laughs> fix it in post, but it was like, well, we're not even going to get the shot. If we just keep fucking lollygagging around trying to get the shot perfect. Like, can we just at least 
take a few takes of this (laughs) and see how it's playing out. Anyway, um, I don't work there anymore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think, um, yeah, you have to make decisions. You have to, you have to just make it happen. Right. And like, um, sometimes you're going to fail, but that's fine too. Like, well, and sometimes you don't have a choice too. I mean, like I was saying in the chat, I started freelancing because I didn't have a job and I was 20K in debt and my MacBook Pro died and I had to buy a new MacBook Pro on credit cards. And it ended up working out really nicely for me because I'm always networking and I made it happen. But I had to hustle and I definitely have some PTSD from that time that I'm dealing with now because I have projects next year lined up and I have time off. But time off for me mean meant like back then oh no, you can't pay your rent. What are you going to do? You know, figure it out. And so I'm I'm having these panic attacks for no reason just from that time. So mm. really depending on if you want to throw yourself full on <laughs> into it, that be careful of, of that happening. Did not know that was going totally. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I see Sam, your hands up. And then there's a, a few things happening in the chat. We'll, we'll talk about as well. Hey, uh, first of all, if my 3D printer starts to get annoying, just let me know. It's going <laughs> at the background. I'm not sure how now. audible it is. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, that's also why I'm not on camera because I'm running back and forth between stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mark, on, on the point you were making about like spending hours like fidgeting with a single light or a single part of material, I get in that trap all the time. I just tried to remind myself first like the audience or customer aren't going to miss what they don't know, right? Like you may want to include something that you may think is, is, you know, worth spending all that time on. And the audience is going to see that thing for, you know, six frames and they're never going to think about it again. And so like constantly tried to remind myself to like, think in the perspective of whoever is the end user of this thing. Are they going to care? Are they going to miss it if it's not there? Do they know that it's even possible to put it in there? Like, um, and if not, you know, get rid of it and just move on to the next thing or get everything else done and then come back to that. Um, and I also tried to think as it, uh, from the perspective of a stage magician, um, right, you you have your audience looking at you in a single direction, and if you can do something, you know, over over here to distract them for a second, while this thing that doesn't really work, you you switch something out. Uh, you know that always helps save me a ton of time. It's like okay, to do this correct, like do I really want to turn on the dynamic system here and like fuss around with, you know, physics and stuff. Or can I just fake this? And who's going to okay. care? Who's going to know? Totally. Um, so that that's one thing that's helped helped me jump myself out of that getting lost in in a single node of a material for two hours. Um, you can make some beautiful water with a, a plane and some subtle displacement. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love doing that with noise because then you get free animation out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then going back uh, to the kind of conversations about um, 
you know, whoever is your your boss or manager who is ever in that position and the difference it makes uh, to your your mental and emotional well-being to have somebody who's supportive of you in that way mm-hmm. is so huge. And I think that we we, especially in this country, don't evaluate that relative to salary enough. Mm-hmm. And so I had a uh, a job that I was I was starting in that was going to pay me, uh, you know, a decent chunk more than I'm making now, but I was going to be working for somebody who is on that constant thing of oh, uh, make this part blue, and then oh no, now it's too blue. Oh, now it's not blue enough, and just all day, in and out with you know saying oh you have all the creative freedom, and then micromanaging every little aspect. Yeah. And nothing was ever right to somebody who's like, hey, what I'm doing is not working. I need your help. And like, you're here because you understand something that I don't. And I want to understand that. And it just is such a huge difference Mm -hmm. that I could be making a tenth of, you know, what I was going to make over there, but I won't have to spend that extra money on therapy bills. (laughs) There you go. Right. Yeah. No, you make two really good points. One, finding a champion within a a job instead of just throwing your resume at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Finding your inside person who's going to set you up for success. Huge game changer. Um, And then also, oh, no, my brain froze. (laughs) Mondays. um, (laughs) uh, No, I mean, yeah, no, really good point there. (laughs) Probably think of it later. I was just going to pick up on something that was dropped in the chat too, that Francisco said um, that he posted a link to, but he went to a um, Nomon. Is that how you say it? Nomon school? Nomon. Nomon. Is it G-N-O-M-E-N-L-A? Yeah, Nomon. New. I'll buy you a new, new, no. Yeah, my friend, my friend is Nomon and he works for Disney now. So it's a good school. But... It's a talk about all these artists who work at Buck and most of them are generalists and most of their team is comprised of generalists. And I, I think this is a Ryan Summers ism maybe, but being a very good generalist is also a specialist mm-hmm. because there's not many people as a generalist that might be very good at doing a lot of stuff. Right. Right. So like, even though we say niche down, niche down, niche down, because that, kind of is the the path of least resistance in a way but like being a superb general generalist is also a very specialist thing um so something to keep in mind if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure where you want to niche or whatever but um something to keep in mind there and, and there is a link to the that um that panel so we'll add that to the show notes uh, I also I remember what it was um so when you are marketing yourself to as a generalist, as a, a specialist, whatever, um, being able to identify yourself as a creative problem solver and a storyteller, like Augustine said, those are two really big like headlines um, because everyone needs someone who knows good story or at least good um, marketing um, and uh, messaging um, and also creative problem solving, because that means that they don't have to solve your problems. You can solve theirs. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, we've got Alexander, then Augustine, and, and we're 
we're getting we're towards getting that hour mark so yeah. we might start wrapping it but uh let's keep going i uh there's all i think that like we're really hitting on something important here uh it seems to me like well i like jen you know you're saying creative problem solver it seems that like i i mean and i thought that sam here uh your note about the nodes i've been working with nodes recently i'm like i I spent like hours on a single shader i'm like okay but I, i you know i think it's like there's something to be said for being able to just maybe not like run your life like everything that you do is going to have to be under a microscope. But when you are getting after something, it's just like, what are the first necessities? Like I was over the weekend. I'm like, I don't feel like getting on cinema 40. I don't feel like playing video games. I was just doodling and I just got kind of lost in it. And I'm like, just the basic formal qualities. Like it's good to be able to have soft skills where you can practice just like what's the most, let's just really get after the big picture here. Cause I'm easily, easily get lost in, Mm. in the small details. Like, like it's, I mean, like that's nothing new, but I think that's really important that, like that's like maybe the role of a motion designer is to just go like, all right, <laughs> what's that one? I was watching that one movie. Uh, now you see me, you know, with the me- with the musician or the magicians. magicians. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, we could learn a thing or two from misdirection. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole the whole thing is that they're like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I didn't need to do any of that dumb, unnecessary work. You. We're looking at the thing over there while I was chilling out over here. I don't know. It's amazing what a little motion blur can do. <laughs> right. Hides a lot of stuff. Yeah. Also, was it yeah. is it called the purple pants problem? Or something where you you change one thing that can be easily undone um to kind of throw off oh, your yeah, client. Yeah. So they feel like totally. if they need to have a note, they're like, oh, can we change the color on that? Oh, can right. we change this word? In oh, OS. the sky's supposed to be blue, not purple. Not red. Oh, yeah. okay. oh. oh it's yeah. like you're throwing them like a, a something like, real like a, easy. Yeah. A little curve man. Yeah. Yeah. Because, our logo's because, backwards. Oops. Oops. No. Yeah. Uh, our clients like to, especially if there's if you have a, a thing where you have a lot of clients in the room and there are new people that feel like they have to say something, give them something to comment on. And that's makes it a little easy. <laughs> so I, I do have one just thing to kind of piggyback off what Alexander was saying. And this kind of like touches a little bit of the AI stuff that we're we've been Mm -hmm. talking about this year. I think some of my goals maybe for this next year is to involve myself in like deeper creative thinking Mm. all because it's been really easy this year to be like chat GPT. I need to do this and I need to come up with three storylines that do this and it will give me like three cool ideas and I'll like kind of like, you know, flush them out even more and whatever. But like, I still am finding a massive disconnect no, no matter how, how I use like chat GPT and if it helps generate and flush out some ideas, I still feel like it's not fully my idea. Therefore, I'm not fully grasping the full idea Mm -hmm. and really allowing myself to 
creatively work through the story or the storylines or whatever I need to hit. Whereas, you know, my process is normally like drawing on the iPad, making frames, doing, and now I'm just like, oh, wait, I can just kind of bang something in, get back a few ideas, kind of play around with them, make some quick style frames. And like, it really, I'm finding has almost sucked life out of it in a way. And uh, not only like sucked life out of it, but like sucked my creative like energy out of it in a way, because it, it's almost that shortcut to get you to start making the fun stuff on the screen. But then when you need to piece it back all together, it just, for me, it just hasn't felt as strong as when I really dive deep into like a creative problem and really hash it out on my own and go through the trial and errors on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested to see how that changes my project process or my mindset on things or whatnot. But anyway, to the point of like, you know, uh, just kind of losing, losing focus on like the actual main picture of what you're trying to do, just because we have all these tools and stuff that can kind of get you there faster. But by doing that, you're losing out on that process and that kind of creative development that you get just as a byproduct of working through this storyline for the fucking 18th time or whatever it is, yeah. you know? Well, exploring um, the why is is a big part of that too. And a lot of people don't yeah, really think exactly. to do that. And I, I actually, in my one of my classes, I go over like playing off of people's biases and gamification and how you can get people to, um, you know, buy into your stuff a little quicker by knowing the why and uh, the psychology behind it. It's, it's fascinating stuff. Um, awesome. Well, sorry for that little divergent tangent there, but, uh, (laughs) I've got Augustine and then Sarah, um, and then, um, let's, uh, let's wrap it up and we'll kick 2023 ass and get it the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah. I wanted to, to, to balance into something that Jen said, like, you know, um, there's been this trend, uh, amongst creatives when they start freelancing or, you know, a lot of the people that follow like a couple of the courses that are online, mm-hmm. they try to find like smart names to describe themselves. You know, like I'm a wizard in this, or I'm a ninja. Rockstar ninja. <laughs> and, and whatever. <laughs> and the thing is like, first of all, like too much people is doing it. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like personally to me, when I have to hire people, that's the people I tend to avoid because it's it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like, I'd rather have a guy that like speaks the old fashioned way, like not old fashioned way. Let's forget what I just said, but like that <laughs> speaks in a more like formatted, concrete, where I know that what the guy does, you know, I'm a 2D specialist in shaders and whatnot. Like, okay, I know what the guy is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you tell me I'm a, sh- I'm a shader ninja or whatever, that's th- that to me doesn't like speak anything. So certainly find your true voice you know, uh, of like who you are, who, what do you want to do? Uh, but you don't need to be like fluffy about it. You know, you, you mean uh, you don't feel like a, a rock star, uh, unicorn ninja some days? Augustine? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> that's the way I am, but I'm just, I'm just saying like the, the, all the people that hire for work that I've met through the years, they 
all the crap, they, they cut it out. Like, they I don't know. I know a lot of clients that post that they're looking for a rock star, ninja, unicorn, yeah, whatever. Right. So oh, you boy. never trigger, trigger, trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like going on to what Mark was saying, um, I totally agree with you, Mark, with the fact that like you have to go through the process to own it. Yeah. Because I've seen people that have done stuff with AI and then they are totally unable to defend it through like through it, it through with the client. Mm -hmm. Because since they are not at the source of the idea of and the emotions that you want to trigger with them and what's the narrative and everything, you've just like read something wrote by somebody else, you don't own it and you don't know all yeah. the all the ins and outs. And right. then I've seen like projects like really crash in front of clients because of that. And to, like, to be honest, like it's to me, it's like a muscle, you know, that you have to keep on flexing. Mm -hmm. It's like reading books also. Like we like I've started like reading again more and more and more books because I've like and that's that works with me. But I've noticed like how it unlocks uh, creativity on my end because it forces my brain to work and imagine stuff and, and worlds that don't exist. And like, how was the character when I'm reading it? And all that comes from my brain. You know, I'm not watching an image that depicts me something that puts it already in a corner. And I think that's the problem with AI is that you get something like pre-digest. And so you're already kind of like biased towards something. You can't yeah. show your work. You're like go back to word mapping yeah. and mood boards. Like that's and, where the good juice is. And you will you will circle around it, you know, over and over and again. And it might not be working. And and like what like I work with paper and a pen and I write. Even like nice. before even drawing a character or whatever, mm -hmm. I like write. Like, okay, this video is gonna be about this, you know, and and there's gonna be a like a star that's gonna be flying through the sky, and then and then I and I iterate through it like I don't know twenty times and and change the structure and stuff and and at some point like I I feel that I own the story I know where I want to convey and then I can move through other phases and and to end it like going through what Alexander was saying of getting lost into the details, um, that process helps me kind of like have the overall picture mm -hmm. and then you know. Um, well, sometimes it's one small detail you can build that big picture off of, but you have yeah, to. Yeah, but once you see everything and you know that you're going to have like a two weeks timeline to make the project and you kind of like learned about how much time it takes you to do a couple things, then you can go like, okay, I'm going to be able to go to like, you know, by layers, you know, like I'm going to be able to do layer one, layer two, layer three, layer four, but I'm not going to be able to reach layer five and six, which is like tip top, whatever. So with those layers, I know I can achieve, like, let's make the best of it, you know? So the client is like super happy with it. And at least you you maximize your effort to deliver something that really looks really good. And storytelling wise is very good too. Instead of like making a part shine and the rest being kind of like average. Mm -hmm. But also like, don't stay in the details for too long. <laughs> like no. detail, figure out the big picture, forest before the trees, then leave those, you know, layers seven and eight or whatever, in case you have no problems and you have time at the end to sprinkle on some magic at the end. That's definitely my, my take on that. But yeah, no good thought. Yeah, no, thanks. That's a great point. Um, 
Well, let's do this. Let's wrap it up. We we've hit about the about an hour so far. So um just want to say thank you again. I know again we're broken records, you know, same thing every year, every week, but thank you for being a part of this. It's uh something that we look forward to every week and getting kind of like the uh Monday meeting fam together once a week, right? Like uh it's great. And uh Really appreciate everyone um, listening and sharing this. And again, like our analytics and plays and stuff are higher than they've ever been. So again, um, like us, subscribe, whatever, whatever the YouTubers say, right? <laughs> uh, uh, but no, honestly, it means the world to us that you show up each week and listen each week. And, um, you know, it's the least we can do to provide a platform for us all to have these discussions. And um, yeah, from accountability to, you know, industry stuff to all that, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad that Monday meetings are back and, and seem like we'll keep these fired up for a while. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll move into the new year. Uh, Jen and I will probably kind of talk a little bit more about what the structure might look like for season seven. Um, but yeah, we're just, you know, super thankful for everyone showing up and all the Patreon members and everyone who, um, yeah, is just a champion of what we're doing here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're um, a champion of you. So like, if you're hearing this call after, you know, jump in the discord, throw your goals for next year so we can all hype each other up. You know, mm -hmm. we love, we love to see the, <laughs> the um, the foot traffic and the on the discord as well yeah we've actually had quite a few people joining the discord recently so that's been great um i'm seeing some accountability yeah. groups forming in that that space as well so it's a good yep. place to be yeah i you know i uh what's the word i'm looking for call me crazy i guess but i'm hoping 2024 is gonna be a, a stellar year for us all so uh i'm excited for uh some the new year, I guess. So um, we'll go from there. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining this week's call. You can find us on all the social media platforms by searching for Monday Meeting. Audio calls are posted each week on any of the podcast platforms of your choosing. Episode will be available with show notes on mondaymeeting.org and in the podcast description. Thank you. Happy 2023. Happy 2024. We'll see you in a few weeks. If you want to still hang through this uh, little break, uh, keep in mind, people will be kind of jumping in and out of the Discord. I know Jen's going to be hanging out there a bit. Looking forward to seeing everyone in a few weeks but have a great holiday and happy new year happy new year everyone <laughs>